Welcome to Midlife Mastery. This is Brock Edwards, and I'm pretty excited and humbled today. We now have listeners in 70 countries and continue to grow. And to me, that's really, really exciting that the idea of creating a phenomenal midlife is more than just limited to any location, any country, but is really a global thing. And so thank you. I mean, that that's all I can really say. I am humbled this podcast really has grown from word of mouth. So please keep sharing episodes you love with your friends. And if you enjoyed the episodes you've been listening, please leave a quick review. There, You can do it at any podcast app that you're listening on, or just go to www.lovethepodcast.com slash midlifemastery. So it's just lovethepodcast.com slash midlifemastery. It's convenient. It's easy. And this really lets me know what you're enjoying about the show so I can keep improving it and it helps others learn about the show so that more people can join us on this journey for creating a phenomenal midlife. Speaking of phenomenal midlife, I am super excited to have Gail Gensler back on the show. So she's returning for another episode and really brings her nonstop full throttle enthusiasm for midlife with her. I mean, she one of the things she points out is that everyone is, will be, or was in midlife so why do we spend so little time discussing it and thinking about it and planning for it? And along the way, we talk about how do you even get started in creating a fitness lifestyle? Why she thinks we should retire the word senior. And we actually spend a bit of time talking about why don't businesses cater to those of us in midlife, even though we're the ones with the money to spend and the time to enjoy it. And so that's actually a huge pet peeve of mine. I, it baffles me that companies would leave so much money on the table and that we're not getting great products and services that we would all be wanting. And so anyway, uh, we also talked about discovering new competencies and deciding what she wants to be when she grows up a little bit about a massive goal. She achieved since our last conversation, always saying yes to possibilities and really Gail's enthusiasm and beast mode living is just inspiring and contagious. So if you're ready, let's get started. Gail Gensler, you are back. It's been a little over a year. Really excited to have you back on. Now, for those who haven't heard that episode, please go listen to it. Gail, you are very, very enthusiastic, high energy, nonstop. And in fact, I, I think you describe yourself as a pro-aging fitness enthusiast. And of course, yeah, it's been a year. So for those who haven't heard the episode or those who just want to get caught up, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for having me back. I'm thrilled to be face-to-face -face with you this way again and, and having a chat and catching up. It's really great for me to be talking to a man in the midlife space because there are so few of you. There's lots of us women that are on this pro-aging journey, but it's lovely to also see some men participating and trying to get some messages out about how we feel as we go through the aging process. So you know, I've been, I've been at this for a little bit. And um, as I, I mentioned to you and, and anybody who follows me on Instagram would have known that at the end of last year, I fell prey to a hacker, unfortunately, and my Instagram account was hacked and I needed to start all over again in January, which was not a fun thing. It was Gail Gensler. Now I am Gail Gensler official. I'd appreciate a, a new follow for anybody that's listening. But it, it actually, from a, a big picture perspective, it gave me some time to think about what I was doing and to clarify 
what I wanted to be when I grew up. And so along the journey, it's been wonderful because I've met wonderful people like you and many, many others that some of whom we know in common. But also I have discovered inherent competencies I never knew that I had. And it's been a journey of personal growth as well, pushing myself to do things I never thought I would do, such as blog, such as walk in virtual fashion shows, and um, so on and so forth. It's been a great journey, and it's been a lot of fun expanding myself in that way. But this year did bring some clarity about where I want to take this journey going forward. And I know we'll, we'll touch on that, but it's been, it's been a good year or so. Uh, a lot of blessings in my life, a lot of great things, all good on, on this end and great health, thank goodness. And my daughter's doing very well. So, you know, those are, those are always joyful blessings, but it's been a, been a great journey since I last saw you. have been doing a lot of very adventurous things. Just touched on something there that I, I think speaks to kind of your energy and your, and your passion for midlife, you know, at, at a time of age where many people are kind of winding down or finding themselves kind of stuck in a rut, you are still answering that question. Hey, what do I want to be when I grow up and excited about developing new competencies? Not like, oh, I got to go do something new, but fired up about it. And, and so anyway, love that energy and love that approach of just being open to taking on that new thing. Somewhere, I think recent blog post you did, you mentioned the idea and, and it really struck me and it shouldn't have, but, but it really did just that basically everyone will enter midlife. Like at some point, assuming you're still alive, everyone on the planet is going to go through midlife. And I thought about it from the other side, but not from that way. I mean, you and I and others have talked about the idea that those in midlife have a lot of the, I think we spend something like 50% of the money and get I don't know, it's 7% of the advertising or something ridiculous. Yet there's a whole bunch of us out there in midlife and there's a whole bunch preparing to enter midlife or are kind of transitioning out of midlife. Why is it that for something that everyone is going to do at some point in their life, do we spend so little time discussing it, planning for it, preparing for it, enjoying it? I don't know. That's a big question, Gail. I can answer a portion of it based on an experience that I recently had, which I won't go into. However, the culmination of that experience engendered me to think about a lot of things on a much deeper level. And the I was invited to participate in an event showcasing talent and beauty for seniors. So after my not so pleasant experience where I remember that game when you were young, where you looked at a picture and there was something in the picture that didn't belong and you had to find the object that did not belong in the picture. That was me. I definitely did not belong in this, in this particular event. However, it did make me pause and really think about this. So my feeling is that the problem, and this is what my article, which I titled, It's Time to Retire the Word Senior, was all about. The definition of what a senior is was crafted in 1967 and has not been redefined since then. Never mind that lifespans have increased dramatically. Never mind that the age that people truly do retire at 
has changed for a plethora of reasons, but that doesn't matter, right? That has changed. And never mind that, and I'll, I'll speak to my demographic, midlife women, we have changed. We have decided to change the way that we age. In fact, I alluded to a meme that was great. When the Sex and the City reboot came out, they showed a picture of the Golden Girls, who were fabulous 30 years ago, next to the women of the Sex and the City reboot, and they were the same age. And I just looked at that and I said, wow, that is just, I don't need to say another word about that, but it shows how in 30 years, how far we've come. And yet we are still defined by something from 1967. And in fact, there is an organization, albeit a very good organization, but they decide that you can be a member of that senior organization at 50, which is, you know, we, we laugh like at 50, are you kidding? Like Frank Sinatra said, you know, I'm gonna survive to 105. That's the midway point, right? That's the goal. And with, you know, there, there's so many more you know, supplements out there. In fact, I just read about something fascinating last night with biohacking. I mean, we, should we put our minds to it, we're gonna live a whole lot longer and a whole lot healthier than we ever did before. And yet, I did a survey prior to writing this article, it's time to retire the word senior, which you can find on my website, gailgensler.com. I asked all different ages, what, does, what age is a senior? So I was on a podcast with a gentleman who was 40, who was in the fitness industry. And he said, I don't know, like 90. And then I asked a lovely woman who is 30. No, she was my daughter's age, around 26 or so, whose mom is in the midlife space. And that's how we connected, Numara Care. And she said, I, I, I think like 65. And I said, really, what made you say that? And she goes, because I think that's the definition. So imagine somebody who is younger, knows that definition and still thinks it's okay. And then when we had a robust discussion and I, I gave her my feelings on that, she said, okay, thanks for educating me. I really need to rethink my definition. So it's been, it's an archaic definition. However, clearly it's been compounded into our brains that we're meant to think that way. You know, retirement means different things to different people. There are people that work long and hard and want to have a time in their life at this point to do things that perhaps they didn't have time to do before, whether it's international travel or just being able to explore their hobbies and, and other things. I took a different approach very early on. I did everything all the time. I've been traveling internationally as long as I can possibly remember, even if it meant me going on a trip to Greece and Turkey by myself in 1992, because there was nobody else to go with me. I go, go by myself. It's okay. It was incredible. But, you know, I've always been athletic. I've always had hobbies. I've always wanted to learn more and know more and do more side by side. At the same time, simultaneously pursuing my career and making some money and living a beautiful life and having a daughter. But I didn't lose myself in those roles. Didn't lose myself as a mom. I retained my sense of individuality. And I know a lot of women didn't. They were in that role of wife and mother. And so they come out of this at this point and midlife to them is a rebirth. And not everybody knows how to handle it. Hence why my message 
is so interesting to people like you to get out there that you can be 61 and still in beast mode doing whatever. For me, it means beast mode boxing and doing hit classes and all these new fun things I'm doing, like producing fitness events for the community where I live. And, but, you know, some for some people, mostly women, it's a rebirth. And for some people, maybe they work long and hard and they just want to slow down. And that's okay. It's okay. I just, I'm here to show that there's another approach. You don't have to like my approach. You don't have to sign on to my approach. It's not about what you do. It's about me because it's my journey. And this is how I choose to live. You've clearly been living an enthusiastic life, Gail, but <laughs> you've also, on top of all of that, decided to be a role model, like consciously decided to put yourself out there as an example of what's possible. And that's on top of being a mom, having a career, living a life and, and doing all of that. And so what is it that inspires you to kind of step into that very visible role model role? My original intention when I started this side endeavor, because I, I do have a full-time career in the automotive industry for a mere 35 years. But my original intention was, you know, those were the days of you know big influencers first coming out. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And then I realized that's not really for me, sort of like the idea of aligning myself with brands that are very meaningful for me and really resonate with who I am. So I sort of segued into a brand ambassador a little. And then somebody asked me if I blog. And I said, of course I do. I'd never written a thing in my life. So, you know, then I started doing that. And, you know, it just kept going. And, and the then aligning myself with certain brands led me to be bring a capsule collection of the brand that I'm now a percentage partner in called Rotan Vibes Boutique to the spot where I live, which is Icon Brickle Official and Brickle in Miami. So I now am involved with my boutique here that I set up, which then led to, you know, one thing just keeps on leading to another. And in the words of my former employer who passed away a few years ago from old age at 93, he said, yes, always say yes, yes, yes to the possibilities of what life throws at you. And so I just always say yes. Thank you, Mr. Esterman. So I say yes. And if it works out, that's great. And if it doesn't, okay, what did I learn from it? And, and what can I do with that knowledge now? So fast forward a couple of years, because I really started right at the beginning of the pandemic, and that was intentionally 2020, February. I, I now have my goals crystallized of what I want to do. And we can we can talk about that one too, because it's a very specific goal, which I have started really bringing that message across, again, a, alongside of the pro-aging message in general. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about that, Gail. So, I mean, just the pro-aging message in general, that's a pretty big message. There's a lot that goes into that and just helping understand, I mean, what we've already been talking about, that midlife looks different than midlife used to look. Maybe we could think about it a little bit differently. So when we think about kind of what's next for you, because you're you're obviously so so blogging and have all these opportunities going on, you've got enough to keep you busy. So what is this kind of bigger picture next stage? What What is it that, you know, you know Picasso once said, and I, I hope I don't butcher this, you know, don't put off till tomorrow what you were unwilling to die having done. I completely butchered that. But basically is the idea that, you know, tomorrow's uncertain. So if it's important to you, get it done now. That's right. Um, That's right. Love that message. 
And so, yeah, butcher the quote. Anyway, we'll move on from that. But so what is it for you that, you know, kind of, kind of before you leave this world, you just are really wanting to get done? What's driving you right now, Gail? This year, I did have the opportunity to fulfill the beginning of my goal, which was to be a cover girl. So I was on the cover of, in March of Best Holistic Life, thanks to the incredible editor, Jana Short, who not only has become an important figure in my life from a mentoring perspective and business perspective, but has become a dear friend. And then that led to being on another cover, another magazine called Leash Magazine, the first Miami edition. So that was very exciting. And that was the inception of my journey to really explore modeling, but in a very specific niche right? You know, they always say, stay in your lane. So I love fashion. I love fitness. And there are some incredible fashionistas. There's loads, in fact, with traditional clothing, you know, contemporary clothing, high fashion, what have you. Um, that That's not my space. That's not where I feel most comfortable. I feel most comfortable in wonderful fitness clothing. And so I started looking And it sort of went back to the beginning of the journey in general, where I started looking at advertising and marketing and didn't like what I saw. So when I narrowed it down and I started looking at advertising and marketing consciously, you know, with intention, what am I looking at? In the fitness apparel space, I noticed a few trends. So the majority of the time, the girls, because they're even women yet, the girls that they use are probably 20. They are six foot tall. I lovingly call them mutants, right? Because you're either born where you're going to be six foot tall with very long legs, which is the ideal that somebody decided is what a fashion model should look like. Whole other, don't get me on that one, but you know, that idea of quote unquote perfection, which is ridiculous. So somebody decided a long time ago that that's what a fashion model should look like. And in the fitness space, they have girls that look like they've never worked out a day in their life. They just happen to fit that particular aesthetic, that body type. And then I noticed through the course of 2020, 2021, 2022, when there were political events that happened, all of a sudden that would cause different types of models to appear for about 30 seconds. So whether it was for those who remember the George Floyd incident or those who recall that during the pandemic, there was a lot of hatred towards a particular ethnic group based on where they felt that the pandemic had started. So, you know, you would start to see different color models, different ethnicities. The plus size was a a movement started several years ago. But when I looked, I said, how come there's nobody that looks like me? Why is there nobody in midlife who is clearly fit, not perfect, clearly living an authentic lifestyle of, of working out all the time, moving her body, as I say, still in beast mode, in my case, beast mode boxing and doing crazy hit classes. Why, Why do I not see myself here? And I thought, aha, there we go. There is where I need to endeavor to insert myself because we do control 64% of global spending, us midlife women. We are responsible for 80% of the financial decisions in a household as far as, you know, who's making those decisions. It's usually the woman. And 
I look at myself and I know that I've spent many years working very hard uh, to achieve things like being a homeowner and, you know, living a certain lifestyle that's appealing to me. Could I afford to spend a lot of money on fitness clothes? Should I desire? Thankfully, I can. Whether I want to not or not is another story, right? But I can. But yet, when you're using 20-year-olds, you're clearly marketing to 20-year-olds. Because I don't look at that and say, wow, that looks amazing on her. She's six foot tall and weighs 100 pounds and she's 20. That's going to look great on me. I can't envision that. Again, pandering to that ridiculous concept of, as opposed to pro-aging, anti-aging, which was the predecessor to pro-aging, right? Don't You don't want to grow old. No, I do want to grow old because the alternative is to be dead. Not quite ready for that yet, thanks. But I want to choose how I go through the aging journey, right? As do many of my contemporaries, including you. So, you know, I, I said, you know, that's where I need to insert myself. That's where I want to be the authentic midlife model representing my very powerful demographic in a a clothing space that doesn't have anybody like me. So if you walk into a store and they have their brand ambassadors on the wall, uh, I want to be on the wall. I want to be on the wall. So that if somebody my age walks in there and says, wow, she's not perfect. She's clearly not 20. That looks pretty good on her. Dang, that might look good on me too. And that would engender the beginning of the buying process. So there is an ROI there, right? I'm not doing this without thinking of the metrics of there's an ROI. And in fact, when I was 58, I suggested to the owner of the boxing gym I was going to at the time, he had a, another member who was a ninja with videography. And he bought into my idea of doing a video saying how I was 58 throwing it out there on social media and actually tracking the metrics. And so what happened was all the 20 something or 30 something year olds showed it to their parents. And the the resounding response was something along the lines of, Oh, you mean I can go there? Like I'll feel not, I won't feel out of place there. And he actually did see an uptick in enrollment in an older demographic. And so based on the metrics, of that experience, I know that this would resonate deeply. And it doesn't have to be active wear that's designed for midlife women, which there are, and that's fine. But why do you have to pigeonhole me? Why does it have to be something designed for midlife women? Why can't it just be an amazing brand of amazing quality, beautiful aesthetics that look good on everybody from 20 to Gail Gensler at 61. It does seem like companies now, I mean, you're a business person, you understand ROI. It just feels like they're leaving money on the table. Like there's this whole, I don't know, group of people in a 20, 30 year spread that is ignored or marketed to in a way that I cannot relate to. Like the ads I... The ads I see for us, I don't see myself in them in any way. That's not my life. It's not a life I want to have. It's, it's just, I I can't relate. And why, why, why are companies missing this? I don't get that. So in reading a lot about ageism, particularly on LinkedIn, 
right? There's a, there's a good community of midlife people on LinkedIn as well. And there's great articles that are posted all the time. I mean, ageism has been around for a very long time. Obviously, in the workplace environment is what LinkedIn will focus on mostly, although there was an article that brought in the marketing aspect. And because people who are on marketing teams have tended to be younger, they think in their silo, right? So they're not thinking outside that box. They are... They are millennials, they're thinking about marketing to millennials, and they, they can't expand the conversation. So, you know, and again, if ageism is prevalent in the workplace and agencies don't want to encourage people of different contemporaries to join the team and therefore add another dimension and perspective, you're going to get that univision, you know, that one vision of who you should market to, as opposed to expanding the conversation and opening it up and saying, no, there's lots of different markets to, to, to look at and say that's a viable market because they have tremendous buying power. So I think it's going to have to start there where there's more inclusivity relative to age in the workplace, where the teams are more diverse as far as age is concerned, who then understand that. I'm still stuck on that. I, I, and I'm not disagreeing with you at all there, Gail. It's, it just amazes me that there's this market that just goes untouched, uncatered to. And, and, and by the way, it also happens to be the market with money. Like <laughs> the, the group that actually has cash to spend. Because like you're talking about my daughter's college age. She is not out there buying expensive luxury brands unless they pass through, you know, Salvation Army a few times before getting to her <laughs> and buying it at thrift stores. And yeah, I just find the whole thing baffling. So I'm always excited to see people out there recognizing that and going, hey, here is a positive message, a positive market, and it's a market that would be willing to spend. Right. Uh, and yet, right. it, like you say, I, you know, so maybe it is just that the marketing groups are younger and don't don't even get that. It's, you know, blinders on, don't see it. So it's a, it's a hefty goal. It's a lofty goal that I have here, but I am willing to be the pioneer, you know, paradigm shifts usually happen by those that are on the outer fringes. There's somebody outside of the normal space that has an idea that it then goes inward and boom, you know, then there's a whole paradigm shift. So I'm willing to put in the work and the energy because I think that the message is so important, not just for me, but I have a daughter who's 26. And so for her, at least for me to leave the legacy behind, for her to say, that was my mom that was in that movement and in her unique way added her voice and and made the movement happen so hopefully in her time and you know double her where she is now she can reap the benefits of what i'm doing and so many other midlife people are doing as well so again i'm cognizant of the fact i i might not live to see the the wonderful benefits or nor my goal of what I'm doing, but that's okay because I think it's 
very important to leave a legacy. You know, I, I have found a new purpose in midlife and, and I believe that that's very important as well to lead a purpose driven life where I am leaving a legacy behind that will be better for the people that come after me. You mentioned legacy, Gail, and you know you have been active on social media and getting it out there, not only on your own blog, you mentioned like magazine covers and such. So, so you are visible. What kind of response do you see? Are you getting much feedback from the world in comments, people reaching out to you, those sorts of things? Tons. It's so heartwarming. I, I, my, my heart just like expands when I see women in their 30s in their 40s. You know, obviously all the midlife women are very supportive of each other. I mean, I would say 99% of the midlife women out of there out there are all cheering each other on, understanding that it's bigger than just themselves, right? When you look at the big picture. Yes, we all have our individual goals, but the message is bigger than just So the midlife women, we know we're all incredibly supportive. I've met such wonderful women, but it really warms my heart when I see the younger women. And when I am at fitness events here in Miami, which we have loads of them, and I'm always there, particularly the boxing ones and some of the hit ones. And, you know, when I get in-person feedback about how inspiring I am and how incredible it is to see somebody at 61, you know, killing it out there, crushing a class. That just is amazing because I know it changes their perception of what their aging process is going to look like. So the feedback has been tremendous and tremendous from women who are not necessarily in the fitness space. The fashionistas out there in their 30s, 40s, they're wonderful. They're so supportive. Like, you go, Gail, right? You know, I mean, I love them. They're so bold with their fashion choices. I, I just love it, right? It's, it's entertaining. It's visually stimulating, which is really why I joined Instagram to begin with, because I've always loved pictures. So very visually stimulating. So, you know, from those women who are so bold in their fashion choices and fun to hear it from them when I'm clearly not in their particular niche, but they can appreciate what I'm doing because it is a universal message for all women. That's really what that I just go, wow, this is great. And it's worth it. Well, before we wrap up, Gail, let let me ask, because you've mentioned fitness, it's obviously kind of center post to to your lifestyle. What what are part of your routines or, you know, so for midlife women or anyone who's like, yeah, I want what Gail has, where would you recommend they start? You know, I'm one of those unicorns. I have been athletic my entire life. And a few years ago, I had read something which caused me to pause and look back retrospectively and say, why do I love boxing and kickboxing so much? And the article said, go back to your youth. Uh, Most people were either forced to do something athletic when they were younger, or they just gravitated to it naturally. And what did you gravitate towards? So for myself, I realized that I was on the volleyball team. I was on the tennis team. I was a champ with tetherball, if anybody knows what that is. 
I was on the kicking team. And so it's no great surprise, right? That I love to box, I love to kick box, and I love high intensity workouts, right? So for me, that was like, wow, this is absolutely correct. There are people out there, some of who are unfriendly with, who really don't enjoy working out. They really weren't that athletic when they were younger. And I say, you know something? Every gym, I can only speak in Miami. Every gym in Miami will give you one complimentary class. There are fitness events that are complimentary that you can find on Eventbrite. I'm constantly scouring Eventbrite to see what's out there, what I might want to participate in. I mean, again, I'm, I'm a little, I'm definitely a unicorn. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm in the gym at six. Some days it's boxing and kickboxing. Other days it's lifting weights. Every so often it's a run. It just depends on the lovely weather here in Miami, the level of humidity. But, you know, boxing is obviously most near and dear to my heart. And on the weekends, I am out there doing all these incredible pop-ups, all these different fitness events that are going on. So I would say that's a good place to start. And like I say with anything else, you try it and what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is you don't care for it. It's not for you and you never have to go back and do it again. And then you just move on to the next thing. So, you know, you keep going and you just keep trying, be a little adventurous and just keep trying until you find something that resonates a little bit with you. But you have to also have a compelling why. Why do you want to work out? And until you wrap your head around that, you can't just be told you should do it because it's good for you. If everybody listened to that, there's many habits people wouldn't have that they do, right? So there has to be a why. And I know my why. So I would urge everybody to take a moment and decide why do you think it's a good idea to move your body, be healthy, do everything you can do in your power to continue your journey disease-free and put the odds in your favor that you'll stick around for a little bit longer than most in a healthy way. And once you think about that and you decide what that is, it then becomes more compelling about why you should move your body, why you should take a look at your nutrition, so on and so on and so on. And, and these are just suggestions. I am not a subject matter expert. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do, how to do it. I can only tell you what has worked for me. Our, our mutual friend, Jack Perez, changed. We had a discussion and she was calling me an expert. And I said, well, wait, wait, I'm not an expert. The only thing I'm an expert in is my own personal mindset. Like, can we, can we maybe change that? And she redefined all of us as thought leaders. And I love that. I was like, yes, yes. So, you know, I, I can only tell you what works for me, but I think it's a good place to start. Find your why. And then just take every class that's out there. Do everything that's offered. And hopefully, hopefully you'll find something that resonates with you. A little bit. You don't have to love it. You don't have to feel about it like I feel about boxing, but I can't wait to go do it. Well, it's a great message just to be open-minded, explore, expand your world there and, you know, finding what you like. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't go find something else. And, you know, I, I think it's just a great approach to two things. 
And Gail, it's been fantastic having you back on again. Great to see kind of how your journey has evolved and, and the focus that you've brought to going from, you, you know, just being an influencer to really kind of trying to to hone that down and anyway and i think it's a market that that very much needs to be served and needs its role models and needs people to 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 stand out and you know that's half the reason this podcast got started was me noticing the lack of any of that and wondering how to do it myself and looking around and deciding well all right i'm just gonna have to talk to people because it's not out there otherwise anyway great having you back on now if people want to find you i mean i know you mentioned you're on instagram and LinkedIn and what what's the best way for people to reach out? Instagram, even though it has changed a little bit, is still my favorite space. So on Instagram, I am Gail Gensler Official. I'm on Facebook, Gail Gensler. I'm on LinkedIn, Gail Gensler. I am reluctantly on TikTok, Gail Gensler. And I do have a beautiful website, which was crafted for me by my agent, Stellar Media Agency, gailgensler.com. You can find all of my blogs there, particularly the last one I was referring to. It's time to retire the word senior. So you can read about me there. And rest assured, if you follow me and engage with me, I will most certainly engage back because that's the fun of it. It's the relationships you make along the way that really enhance the journey. So hopefully I'll see everybody on Instagram at gailgenslerofficial. Awesome. Gail, great having you on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you for letting me get my message out there. Appreciate it greatly.